0: STORIES, FABLES, GHOSTLY TALES Machines. An apparatus using mechanical power and having several parts, each with a definite function and together performing a particular task. What if that task was to kill, to eviscerate, to slaughter? Machines do our bidding day in and day out, and perhaps we are one or away from our crunchy demise. Listeners, I bring you a story written by Fee Stringer, the author of Old Growth, a previous listener story submitted by Fee Stringer. And that story was fantastic. Go check it out. So you know you're in for a treat for this one. The title of your story is... Mr. TikTok. There are two parts to this story and I'll record part two this Friday. Disclaimer, this episode has violence, sexual themes, and gore. Not for little ears. Now turn off the lights, turn up the sound, and should you hear the click and clack, pray that you're good at hiding. "'Why blood?' the student asked. "'The iron content of the blood is almost insignificant "'compared to what else would be available in the environment.' "'The professor did not know the answer. "'He looked sadly at the photo of the missing girl in his hand. "'The sun cast the shades of rust upon the rooftops "'as it set in the west. "'A schoolboy picked on and brutalised, "'left alone in the cellar of tools, clocks, metals, and the soul overflowing with pain and the macabre. It started off as the desire to build a best friend, something that would not mistreat or leave him. The reddish birthmark on his cheek combined with his meekness made him the perfect target for scorn from those who were supposed to be his peers. His parents did not care, and while that was a painful truth, it no longer mattered. And he knew deep down it was far too late. If they all of a sudden started caring now, it would be even worse. Revenge was not his plan. It never was. What would be the point? It was not a question of the physical that he desired. He took care of that with his own two hands, and the memories of when Mary Cromwell made eye contact with him. When he thought about her, he would rock back and forth, his shaking leg containing several lifetimes of nervousness. He went out in the cobalt cold night, and scoured the junkyards. Broke into houses and shops here and there to find the parts he wanted. It was all an intuitive knowledge that drove him. His creation would and therefore must work. Mr. Tick-Tock was what he named him. He loved the way the name rolled off his tongue when he said it aloud. The top hat he stole from the costume shop went so well with the name. He scoured his grandfather's old clocks, pipes, train sets, bike chains... Pendulums. Anything he could find and weld together. Two large black marbles for the eyes. He attained a fine overcoat for mister TikTok, Black, of course. He also found him some tall black boots and shiny leather gloves. A monocle for his eye. His crown was the glorious top hat. The result was something to marvel at. All of the brass, iron, copper and porcelain parts came together in a handsome mass of metal glint and artistic shape, all just barely visible beneath the fine clothes the boy had fetched for him. A tall gentleman, perhaps six and a half feet tall, a full seven, if the hat were included. He stared into the black marble eyes and waited. The students looked down at the floor and then to the picture he had taken from the Cromwell's mantle beside him trying to restrain his tears. It didn't kill her like it did the rest. Why do you think that is? The professor picked up his coat. It really doesn't matter at this point, he said. We need to find her before more happens. The student sighed and nodded and followed the professor out the door. It startled both of them as it slammed behind them, the steel door of the university lab striking the brick and wood frame. The professor remembered the schoolboy's grandfather Both his grandfather and the professor had attended the university together. The schoolboy's grandfather had been a distant and odd fellow, often seen wandering campus at night and borrowing arcane tomes from the older parts of the university library. Click, clack, hum, clickety-clack. The schoolboy had been dreaming about storms and dancing, but instead of thunder to accompany the lightning, it had been screams echoing through the endless, phantasmagorical skies the rain felt like iron, stilettos hammering the earth. He heard the sounds and opened his eyelids. Nothing. He thought it must have been part of his dream until he looked down at mister TikTok's Tick-Tock's clenched fist. That was not how the schoolboy left mister TikTok. Tick-Tock. Clicker, clicker, clap. Word. The schoolboy had a grin that slowly grew, taking on a sinister fashion as the black marble eyes of Mr. Tick-Tock looked at him and blinked. Monsters visit children, said the professor. Sometimes they scare them, sometimes they befriend them. I would gather this one was simply made by him. The frames from the professor's glasses cast brass reflections into the student's eyes. The student thought of Mary Cromwell and the life that he had intended to have with her. A house, children, growing old. It was eclipsed by the sound of clockwork machinery and the colours of blood dripping over the thing's ornate metal jaws. He knew it couldn't smile, but he was sure that it would if it could. Mr. Mr. Tick-tock, Mr. Tick-tock, the schoolboy made up a melody and sang it to himself as he walked down the hall. Oblivious to the usual sound walls of mockery and sophomoric statements made by his classmates, only the sounds of metallic locker doors slamming penetrated his thoughts for a moment. His parents still kept their cold apathy intact as he spent more and more time in the basement with Mr. TikTok. The schoolboy would sit and talk to Mr. TikTok about anything and everything that he had never been able to talk to anyone about. Mr. TikTok would listen nodding occasionally, his mechanical features becoming better and better at non-verbal feedback. When the schoolboy said something that he did not understand, he would tilt his head, raise an eyebrow, or perhaps his monocle would fall out when he seemed surprised. The schoolboy liked his time with Mr. TikTok. The schoolboy sometimes found a rat carcass, its head bitten off and its fluid strained. He would not be afraid, though just wipe the blood off mr. TikTok's mouth with a napkin until Mr. TikTok learned to show those good manners himself and kept a handkerchief in his pocket to take care of his own mess. The schoolboy thought of how proud his grandfather would be to see his accomplishments utilizing the esoteric knowledge that he had taught him. Mr. TikTok kept looking up to the light above him that was the door to the cellar. The schoolboy could recognize the curiosity that his companion had, and decided that it was finally time to indulge Mr. TikTok, and therefore indulge himself. Professor, should we go to the police about something like this? The student asked with anxiety. We go to the police, lad. We get put in the madhouse, and your love, Mary, goes unsaved. How is this even possible? The student's voice was trembling with a concoction of terrible emotions. How did that that boy? Make it come to life. Looking at this boy's family history in his school files, I don't think he did make it come to life. The student looked at him, waiting for the explanation. Seeing the confusion on the student's face as they walked through the nocturnal streets towards the old factory, he continued, I think the boy more gave it life. As the student still looked in his expression, he sighed and went on. That boy had a life that was restrained and tortured. I don't think he wanted it anymore, you see. I think he gave it to that thing, so that perhaps he could do things with it that he can't. This life-giving would also explain the thing's choice of iron from blood. As most doctors and holy men would agree, that blood is life. Professor, that would mean that the boy also... Yes, the professor cut him off. The boy probably had feelings towards Miss Cromwell. And that might explain why she was taken by it to the factory. Some misplaced love or lust or... Lust? The student interrupted this time. His mind's eyes swam with images of his poor Mary being molested or worse by the abhorrent mechanical specter. The thought of her being violated by it made him physically ill. The wet streets and the reflection of the lamps all turned into a blur for a moment, the only sound audible being the wind through the buildings. We must hurry, said the professor, gathering what the student must be thinking. The cobblestone streets' various wheels and tyre sounds echoed in the moonless night. mister TikTok and the schoolboy finally ascended the depths of the cellar at twilight one evening. The schoolboy was careful to lead them to the location where Mr. Tiktok would not receive a great deal of visual scrutiny as his clothes covered up most of his brilliant mechanical form. But anyone who gave him more than a curious glance would detect something odd about him. The air was baited with the promise of a storm, the wind blew leaves across the street and caused the various wind chimes and gutters to resonate with the metal acoustics in response. Mr. TikTok's eyes moved around, taking in all they could, his presence more lively in the night air than the schoolboy had ever seen him. The sound of Mr. TikTok's internal machinery became faster as they watched people in their windows from the shelter of their shadows. The schoolboy, in his enthusiasm, often forgot to eat. This night was no exception. He told Mr. TikTok to wait in the alley next to the cafe around the corner, still open despite the lateness of the hour as he went and got his sustenance. She was in the cafe with some of her female friends, Mary Cromwell appeared to be studying. The schoolboys and Mary's eyes met for a brief moment and he looked down quickly, glancing back to see that the moment had passed. The schoolboy saw another, looking at her from a few tables away from Mary's. He had the same colours in his uniform as she did. The difference, though? was that when she was making eye contact with him, it resulted in a blush and a smile. The schoolboy's blood felt like cold, unmined iron ore buried in black earth. "'What would you like, sir?' asked the man working at the counter, shattering the schoolboy's mournful trance. Unable to speak, he simply pointed at one of the items on display and placed his money on the counter. When the schoolboy returned, mister TikTok looked down at him, as he ate in silence, Mr. TikTok's features revealed that he knew there was something wrong. His hand gripped the corner of the wall where the alleyway ended, and he slowly poked his head around and stared into the lit window, taking in its scene. Mr. TikTok's black marble eyes settled on Mary as she moved from the table with her girlfriends and sat with her suitor for a moment before leaving. Steam began hissing from his neck for a moment. Before his unknowable mechanisms within corrected the leak, come on, the schoolboy said to Mr. TikTok from behind, still wrapped up in the misery of seeing the amorous exchange between Mary and the student. The schoolboy failed to notice that Mr. TikTok's fine leather gloves each had holes in the fingertips where razor sharp claws made of some unidentifiable alloy now protruded. The marks from these claws had left their engraving in the brick wall of the alley, where he had stood and laid his mechanical optics upon Mary for the first time. Do you think that will do any good? The student asked as the professor checked the revolver. The professor answered, his emotional fatigue showing in his tone of voice and word choice. I honestly don't know, lad. This is all new to me as well, but I do know that I feel more comfortable having it. Then nothing at all. He hesitated for a moment and then added, I also brought this just in case. He opened his overcoat and reached into the internal pocket, pulling out a bundle of wartime explosives. I hope we don't have to resort to this, but I believe that this will kill just about anything. The student looked at the professor for a moment with confusion. No disrespect, professor. But with all your knowledge and wisdom about such strange things, guns and bombs are what we have? I also know about the history of most wars, both recent and ancient. That does not mean that I am a great general. That night, the schoolboy was full of tears when he sat in his bed, pleasuring himself thinking of Mary Cromwell. A concoction of anger, loneliness, going through his mind and body as he went about his messy business. Mr. TikTok heard the noise and made his way up from the basement quietly. The schoolboy's door was open, a crack, and his metallic face watched silently at his maker's sad and lustful behavior. One of the schoolboy's parents was staring somewhere in the house, and Mr. TikTok retreated to the basement without being detected, as were the schoolboy's instructions. Almost as an experiment, the schoolboy took Mr. TikTok. To a place he knew some of his schoolmates frequent on the weekends. It was a place where they could participate in sports and other boyish activities where their mothers and fathers would feel comfortable leaving them to their own devices. If they were not participating in physical activities to compete with one another, they were showing each other pictures of girls and women, sometimes scantily clad, sometimes unclad completely. The schoolboy emerged from the shadows, the other boys immediately stopping their current perversion to focus on him. Well, well, I guess there really are weirdos in the park after dark. One of them said, All weirdos have to smell like a sewer, the other one added. The schoolboy knew that violence would follow normally. A kick in the knee, a bloody nose, dirt shoved in the mouth. Sometimes the humiliation involving bodily fluids would be worse. But the schoolboy was ready to find out what would happen with his new friend present. Click, click, rattle, 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 whirr. The tall specter stepped into view, although not entirely into the light, small glint of Mr. TikTok's metal anatomy barely visible. The bullies stopped their advances and one of them smirked What's this? Your father's down here to punish us now? Can't fight your own battles? The schoolboy grinned back, covering up his lack of assurance with a laugh. (laughs) Who wants to fight? I'm just going for a walk with my friend. (laughs) Your friend? (laughs) The other bully said with a slight giggle. This tall, mute, mentally handicapped bloke. The bully was not sure what to make of the stranger. But in the presence of his colleague, did not want to show any weakness, and in doing so, got a laugh in response from the other ruffian do you what why don't you and your beanpole just click clack screech the boy who was speaking stopped and his eyes became wide mr TikTok's mouth was opening dislocating like a copperhead snake getting ready to consume a rodent behind his shimmering opening of his orifice was a twisting realm of vicious and cutting gears, metal wheels and barbs, the look of terror on both of the bullies' faces, made the schoolboy turn and face his companion. He had not placed such things in the body cavity of Mr. Tick-Tock. This mouth of torture and death was something that had evolved on its own, after the original construction. A smile of wonder settled upon the schoolboy's face. Mr. Tick-Tock took a step towards the closer of the two bullies. His black eyes locked in a stare with him, The scared ruffian was hypnotized by fear and did not move, even as Mr. TikTok leaned in within a foot of the teenager's face. The other bully turned to begin what might have been a frantic escape. But unexpectedly, without breaking his hypnotic gaze on the first youth, Mr. TikTok's arm lashed out like a steel spring. The movement was so fast that neither the schoolboy nor his would-be attacker actually saw the movement. His gloved and now clawed hand grasped his victim's upper arm, brass and steel, digging through the clothing and the muscle. The bully collapsed to his knees with a cracked scream that seemed smothered by the darkness around the park. Blood seeped from the wounds. mister TikTok's other hand quickly thrust forward into the boy with whom he had locked eyes. Clickety-clack. A blood-choked scream-turned whimper erupted from the bully's lungs as mister TikTok lifted him into the air using his collarbone much like a handle of a pewter beer stein. The bully's feet kicked and twitched as drops of blood trickled down making small dots of the dirt beneath. The struggles and screams became more desperate and slightly muffled when the bully's head started to disappear into mister TikTok's gullet. The schoolboy watched with a strange and curious calm as one bully, restrained by the clawed limb, tried to wrench free, while the other's vocalizations became drowned out by the sounds of flesh and skull being ripped apart by the violent tools within Mr. TikTok. The schoolboy thought the sound was much like that of the inside of a sawmill. Cutting through a tricky and thick log before continuing on with its smoother, more linear cutting. Just below the neck, where the shoulders began, the mouth clamped down. A sucking noise ensued with a few bursts of steam from various parts of Mr. TikTok. Mr. TikTok's hat stayed upon his head, but the monocle fell from his eye, caught by its chain, as the boy's torso became insanguinated. The schoolboy sighed deeply. As the first, now very deceased, bully's body was tossed aside, and the second one, despite his best efforts, became consumed in a similar meat grinder fashion. Mr. TikTok was doing far more than the boy had ever imagined, but he accepted it tranquilly as a solution to his pain, taking vengeance upon those who had wronged him. He looked away from the display, as the fear on the first boy's face had been more than sufficient to satisfy. His lust for blood. A few moments after. A few moments after mister TikTok had finished his meal. Another thing happened that the schoolboy did not expect. A much larger jet of steam spouted from mister TikTok's mouth. Towards the ground where the corpses sprawled. With a rushing and hissing accompanying it. After a few seconds, both of the dead boys lay together. In a puddle that mixed with the dirt on the ground. And the finale will be ready for your ears this Friday. TikTok is his name, my mechanical companions. Written by Fee Stringer. A lovely listener just like yourselves. Mr. TikTok is one click and clack away from mass murder. And how on earth will they stop him? Rest assured, mates, that part two is going to be great. So I can't wait to share it with you. Now today in Australia, it has been bucketing down. Pouring, in fact. We've had rain for a good six hours today. Which is fantastic. Aside from the weeds growing back, it does not mean that our plants are getting the much-needed water they've been waiting for. In saying that, I had to do some nifty noise reduction in that space, leading to a shorter than usual episode. But no biggie, I spent all that time making tea and hammering home those new special effects. I really enjoy stories like Mr. TikTok. I get to go crazy with audio and utilize all the sounds that my new audio base has to offer. Flex and Ma newly gifted audio bites. And that's all thanks to you folks, the listeners and supporters. Now, I don't run adverts on my show, and I never will. It's the awesome Patreon supporters that 100% ensure that never happens. And all those Patreons in White Tea, Warlord and above, I write stories just for you in every single episode I release, which leads me to my favorite part of this podcast, thanking those that make it happen. First up, my mythically awesome Ode Night tea titans Maya. Miawa Power. As a child, Molly always wanted a pet. She's seen them in documentaries, in virtual reality and online, but never as a living being that she could caress and touch, like running her fingers through its fur, or laughing uncontrollably when it falls off something. These are experiences that she longs for, but can only find it online. The world Molly lives in is dangerous, Staying out of her mecapod for hours at a time exposes her to one melee and she's seen people waste around her to skeletons in her mecapod, knocking to come in, begging even to be crushed to put them out of their misery. But in a land ravaged by mechanical warfare, there is hope, there is growth, and there is love. And love in this world takes the form of a giant mecapod covered in pictures of pink cats. Two months it took Molly to find the schematics, and two years to scrub up the pieces from dead pods around her space site to ensure it was usable, clear of radiation, and in acceptable condition. Molly finally did make it. If she couldn't find a cat to love, she would make one. And thus, Miawa Power was born. This newly created companion helped Molly conduct recon missions where her mecha pod couldn't fit. Scavenging for safe food at night, and ensuring that she has the excellent company that a good cat would bring. And Miawa Power was exactly that. For the remainder of Molly's life, Miawa remained by her side. And when she passed away, her data deck, with all her experiences, were left behind. And it shows how happy a cat can make a human feel. Solstra, the Caffeinator 3001.35 Sally is a people person, that's for sure. She's the light bulb that illuminates any room, bringing to life all those around her. And dare I say it, she makes the best damn coffee around town. That town being a bubbly city called Olaton. As the owner of Cafe Brightspark, every day was the usual. She opens up shop, greets glum people as they enter her door, serves them a cup of happiness from her Caffeinator 3001.35, and sends them on their merry way. And the Caffeinator 3001.35 is a beast of a machine, mate hooked up to the entire cafe's operational water system, using pure opulus tech. I mean, sure, she can make you a coffee with any old machine, and it would taste great, but this machine stepped up her game in the coffee market like you wouldn't believe. This thing brings a spark of light that other machines just don't have. Now Sally is smart and savvy. You don't run a successful cafe without being one of those two things, right? Well, I left one attribute out, and that, mate, was lucky. She bought an Opulis tech machine secondhand, directly coming from Opulis' discard pile. Opulis is a city in the clouds where junk flies from above, and if it survives, well, people sell it. And Sally bought it. This thing, the Caffeinator 3001.35, was triggered to a user in Opulis. And after many months, the augmented chip in that machine that was previously bypassed, well that chip failed, and in a big way, before she knew it her cafe was flooded. A mixture of cold-pressed coffee and cream began to float up to her knees. She needed to do one thing and one thing only. Redirect the fluid supply from the caffeinator to the outside water chute. Rushing to the top of her building, into her suite, Sally flicks off the vents, sucks the coffee into a nearby water chute, and spent the afternoon scooping up one-meter-high cream floats from her kitchen floor. Let's just say no amount of coffee was going to brighten her day that day, but she now knows the risk of using opulence machinery. That thing has a mind of its own. Mates, today I wanted to write two tales that were just a little bit wacky, a little bit weird, and a lot of fun. I recently watched The Midnight Gospel on Netflix, and I'm bubbling with new ideas and strange stories. I hope you enjoyed your tales today, mates, and thank you so much for being there for me and supporting the show. And now, for my wicked white tea warlords, with stories about strange inventions and general weirdness. I own Cal's Citizen Moo an underground syndicate has been hunted for over a decade. Green Calypso. They are a tight-knit group of cybernetic insectoids that specialize in espionage and sabotage. Sneaking into facilities, planting acidic explosives, specifically at research centers and drug analysis compounds, they have single-handedly set back years of research in the field of medicine and drug production. There was a point where Green Calypso was a household name, until Citizen Moo took the city by storm, citizen moo is an elite hired bounty hunter with a hatred for insectoids having spent a portion of his time dealing with them in the three-year war of credo wastelands he knows these things can survive the harshest conditions and he's brought something to equalize their durable ways the reason why he's called what he's called citizen moo is not his name but the name of his gun coined after the sound it makes when fired a biometric grip runs in the inlining of the gun Activated to his touch and to his control only, once fired, the sound of a cow echoes through the vicinity. At first they laughed, the insectoids clicking away at the absurdity of this sound, scoffing at the moo they heard bouncing off all the walls, until five of their insurgent team members imploded mere meters away. Five rounds of citizen moo, and the insurgent troop was gone. No one knows his real name, only his alias, a man of extreme power under the guise of a technologically advanced gun, deemed Citizen Moo. Lee Bauer. Spiker. The Big Bauer, they call him. Crusher of Technotakers and Energy Hawkers. Technotakers and Energy Hawkers are people, if you can call them that, that steal the bodies of others and sell them their body's energy to the highest bidder. In a world where people are afraid to walk the streets at any hour of the day, and are at risk of having their lives stolen and siphoned for an endless war on energy and control over their body. Lee Bauer's role in this society of the struggling and defenseless is as a spiker. Spikers specialize in being bait for takers who launch their hooks into your body and dig through your flesh and into your spine, which on normal people would render them useless. But not Lee. Not the Big Bauer. Oh no. A body comprised of carbon fiber, Heryllium steel, and Trovian Polished Alloy. The hooks sink in. They begin to catch in Lee's body, pulling, tugging. But then something happens. The hooks begin reeling the Technotakers in, close enough for him to reach in and spike their heart, and locate other Technotakers via their data vaults. Hence the name Spikers, entering through the heart, and accessing data that would otherwise be tucked and locked away. The Big Bower is a one-man Terminator squad in a world where energy is its currency. Seek his services and you'll never feel fear again. Mates, today's stories will focus on mechanical tools and utilizing tools that give, take and control life. I hope you enjoyed them and thank you so much for supporting me mates. Both of you are so damn awesome. Thanks. And of course my old grain forces, Chad Warren, Just Heather, Lorraine Crisanto, Paige Marcini, Peter Raffelli. Tasha Moncrief, Christina Boyd, Divided by Zero, Tristan Cassidy, and Dolphin and Cow. Thank all of you for supporting this show. If you want to be like these living legends, hop on over to my Patreon page, which you can find at www.patreon.com forward slash sfgt. And if you have any questions, email me at storiesfablesghostlytales at gmail.com. Take it easy, you little lovelies, and I'll see you Friday for part two. As always, till next week.